a feminist is just somebody, not necessarily a woman, who believes in the potential of women to get to the highest possible level of development. You know, given the facilities a society makes available. I mean, just as any man. some articles written by writers on Amaitaido. So this, my first one is from the Daily Graphic, Monday, 19 June, 2003. And it says, Amaitaido, in memory of an iconic writer, feminist mentor. And this is by Anis Hafa. What do you do when you lose your staunch mentors and you find it impossible to fill the void? I met Mr. K.B. Asante through the Daily Graphic. His column, Voice from Afar and Mine, Education Matters, both appeared on Mondays in the daily. Whenever I needed stimulation to finish a column, he offered it by example. He wrote into his 90 years with clarity and commitment in sharing his rich experiences. Professor Kwabna Nketia and I became friends when we came to Los Angeles to teach at the University of California. He contributed to articles for a paper I published at the time. With my wife and Mrs. Lily Nketia, we became family and finally we all relocated to Ghana. My former infantipim headmaster, Francis Battels, was to become my counselor by default and I'll defer to him often for advice. We love each other's work. I remember him once telling me I will live to be one, over 100 years. And he did. He beat the 100-year mark by one week. My sister from another mother, Amataido, and I hooked up like twins the very first day we met in Accra. She was well known to Professor Nketia, whom I contacted when writing my first article about her work, Amataido Makes Ghana Proud, in 2011. Professor Nketia recalled Miss Adu's first important play, The Dilemma of a Ghost, which premiered in 1964 at the University of Ghana when she was a student there. Recalling that nostalgic event, Professor Nketia said, My own children performed in the play. Akosia was 11 and her brother Kabna was about 10. The Dilemma of a Ghost, Miss Adu's masterly play, portrayed the clash between traditional culture and Western values. Using a narrative technique, fusing both prose and poetry, she explored the conflicted environment of an African husband and his African-American wife. Returning from Stanford University to teach at the University of Cape Coast, Miss Adu released her, her other play, Anoa, in 1970. The play was set in the late 19th century and featured the beautiful stronghold Anoa who refuted tradition but soon got entangled in a childless marriage to a man she chose herself, a man who was alleged to trade his manhood for wealth and slaves on the whole Guinea coast. The poetry in the drama was splendid, exemplified by this juicy inkling from an old man character 
erotic it's erotically tainted by anora's charm with pan-african overtures the plot reviews the theme of africa's own conveyance in slavery the trade with the white men buying men and women the play's therapeutic import was captured in this commentary on youtube I appreciate her having the courage to approach this topic, especially being a child of those taken into slavery. I think the acknowledgement heals wounds and hopefully people can work together to eradicate slavery that still goes on today. Auntie Emma was a collector of choice experiences which she managed like precious objects. She created a restore of antidotes, figures of speech, selected reminiscences, and above all, with the nuggets of the local culture, which truly defined her whole life. Her impressions were implanted early from her youth while living with her father, whom she described variously as Odiko and a proper chief, and who was keen on having his daughter go to school. We spoke often on the phone, sometimes into the night, as she shared her well-honed beliefs with which she lays with fancy idioms for effect. Her explanations were needed. She would illustrate her ideas and why she thought the way she did. She was a feminist, as she said, and hated the idea of girls and women not being taken seriously in a chauvinist, male-dominated world. She was quick to quote J.E. Kwedri arguing, If you educate a woman, you educate a nation. Additionally, she was concerned about the lack of proper infusion of local values in raising the Ghanaian youth to be confident in themselves and in each other. Her sense of humor was charming. It was quite difficult to end conversations with her. I remember her once ending a call on the notes, Mira, Koda, Adiasa, to wit, my dear, go to bed, it's late. Quite recently, Apiakor of CTTV and I spoke at length about Antiamma's work and discussed the possibility of visiting for an interview, and to which she agreed. However, on calling her for a date, we found out she was not well. She said, hopefully, when she recovered, we could meet. That was our last conversation with her to her demise. What a loss. My other deep regrets. She had invited me often to her house in Tema for lunch, with palm nut soup on the menu. How I wish I responded earlier, to be enamored with that precious personality. We tend to think our great mentors will live forever. When they, and when they left, the voids were hard to fill. I remember asking Kina, the daughter, that with her mother gone, what was I to do without my mentor? Her response was, you are on your own. So this is by Anis Hafa, and it is in memory of an iconic writer, feminist, and mentor. During a lifetime of teaching in many colleges, I've come to recognize that it's the students who make a college or a university. Being in the classroom, literally, you know, anytime I'm in the classroom is a highlight. So my next tribute is by Ayikwe Parks, and this was in the Republic. So it says that growing up in Ghana in the 1980s, there were certain writers you didn't escape. The beautiful ones are not yet born by Ayikwe Ama inhabited numerous conversations because of the Malis the nation was the nation felt it was emerging from. Atukwe Okan's poetry rang out as state functions, and in 1982, 
Amataido surfaced from the ring fence world of books to be appointed, albeit briefly, our Minister of Education. It was not a random appointment. Amataido was steeped in education. Her father, Nanaya Fama, had opened the first school in the central region of Ghana, and after graduating from the University of Ghana in 1965, she had worked hard in education in both in Ghana and the United States, becoming a professor before our military government robed her into a political room. As a child, I didn't know the details. I just knew that the education minister was a writer. And who is to say what sees that reality planted? What futures it made me imagine? In a family like mine, where, a regular, where we regularly went to theater productions at the Art Center in Accra and the University of Ghana in Legon, playwrights were revered. And when I started my secondary school in Achimota School, I joined the drama club as soon as I could. In my first year, I watched, in my first year, I watched Amataido's Anoa. In my second, I was a stagehand for the production of Willis Soinka's The Lion and the Jewel. And in my third, I played a small part in J.C. DeGraff's Sons and Daughters. When I eventually became a president of the drama club, I directed Amartido's play, The Dilemma of a Ghost. Also understanding the part of Birds of the Wayside. In both Anoa and Dilemma, I was struck by the dignity with which local traditions were portrayed. In contrast to the utterances of my priest and some of my science teachers, it's an approach that provided me valuable external validation of my father's own leanings and has become a hallmark of my work and research. My admiration for Amataido was seeded in these early moments of engagement with her work. I finally got to see her off Ghana TV in 2001 at a reading at the School of Oriental and African Studies in the UK. Still reeling from the years of Anglo trauma at people mispronouncing my name, I experienced something akin to a crash when she corrected the mispronunciation of her name in the, in the introduction. So this, I've not read the full thing, but this is by Ni Ayikwe Park, so you can find the entire thing in the journal. One early morning, when the moon was up, shining as the sun, and there and there I saw a wretched ghost going up and down, singing to itself. Shall I go to Cape Coast or to Romina? Shall I go to Cape Coast or to Romina? I don't know, I can't tell. I don't know, I can't tell. Now this is by Nana Dakwa Sechi Ama the author of the sex lives of african african women and it says that it sounds ridiculous to say that i have been preparing myself for the death of professor ama ataidu for years but that's exactly what i tried and failed to do i just want to say that this piece can be found in the guardian a few years ago there was a rumor she had died and i called her daughter kina likimani a close friend in a panic she reassured me, Mommy is fine, don't worry. A few weeks ago, I was in London preparing to host the first live show of my podcast, Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women, when I got a voice note, all the best with your live show, also just a heads up, Mommy is unwell. I appreciate how generous Kina was in trying to prepare me, but how does one prepare for the loss of a woman so fundamental to one's sense of self? 
Like many Ghanaians, I came to Amatido's work in secondary school where his seminal text Anua in the Dilemma of the Ghost were part of the curriculum. I too sang the words uttered by the ghost who was in the dilemma. In sixth form, I played the role of the slave girl in a production of Anua, and yet, although I enjoyed her work, it was not until I started studying feminist theory in my early 20s that she became a significant figure in my life. Initially, Inspired by African-American feminists such as Bell Hooks, Michelle Wallace, and Alice Walker, I asked myself, where are the African feminists? This question led me back home to the work of Amataidu. Here was a writer who depicted bold, independent African women. Characters such as AC in Changes who left her husband after he raped her in a society that did not recognize the existence of marital rape. In my 30s, I had the opportunity to get to know Ama Ataido in person when I moved home to Ghana and worked as the communications officer for the African Women's Development Fund, the first Pan-African grant making, making body on the continent. That was when I got to know her as an activist. At the time, she had started Mbasem, which translates from Chi as Women Affairs, a literary organization that aimed to nurture talented female writers she had been motivated to do this because she knew how challenging it could be for women to find space to write i once heard her talk about a writer friend whose entire manuscript had been ripped up by a jealous abusive partner although prof as many fondly called him experienced some health challenges in recent years she was still a very active presence in creative and active activist spaces in ghana and around the world in 2017, she headlined the Ake Art and Book Festival in Nigeria. In October 2022, she was an active participant in an event with Jennifer Makumbi, engaging in a vibrant exchange with the author during a Q&A session. That same year, she has spoken at an online event on five decades of Killjoy feminism, inspired by her cult classic book, Our Sister Killjoy. When asked what she was reading, she mentioned my book, The Sex Life of African Women. That was the kind of woman Amataido was, an icon who would always shone the light on others. She hated to be addressed in familiar terms, anti-mami ma, something Ghanaians instinctively do as a sign of respect. Yet many of us feel, felt compelled to call her auntie because she was magnanimous in her generosity as she was stern in her critique something only a favorite aunt can get away with. She expressed love through her commitment to the rights of women as well as queer and marginalized communities of all kinds. Sissy, her protagonist in her sister Killjoy says, yes, work is love made visible. Amatai's love for us, women, feminists, the marginalized African people, wherever we may be, is visible in the incredible archive of the work she leaves behind. Part of what comforts me is that I believe Amataido knew so much she was loved. She received her flowers here on earth, and I expect her to receive even more now that she is our feminist ancestor. Her life story was documented by Yaba Beido and Amina Mama in the film The Act of Ama Ataido. And a compilation essay titled In Honor of Ama Ataido at 70, a reader in African Cultural Studies was published soon after her 70th birthday. Her words have even been sampled in albums by prominent musicians such as Manifest and Bernaboy.
She inspired creatives all around the world and will continue to do so. Although we've lost her presence here on earth, she's not gone. We have gained a powerful and eternal source of inspiration. So this is by Ma Dakwa Sechi Ama. Thank you guys for listening. We met you people 500 years ago. Look at us. We've given everything. You are still taking it. In exchange for that, we have got nothing. Nothing. And you know it.